Hey everyone, welcome to Leading Like Her. My name is Erin, and I'll be sharing with you my successes, failures, humor, and lessons that I've learned in my 15 years as an operations leader. Leadership can be tough, and my goal is to make you feel like you are not alone. So come with me as we learn and grow together. I'm not competing against you, I'm rooting for us. Leadership is a muscle that needs to be flexed. So show me those guns, girl, and let's get started. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. This is my first Monday episode in like five weeks. And I know I published an episode on Thursday of last week kind of talking about why I stopped recording for a while, but I hope today I can give you why I started recording again, right? And what snapped me out of that slump that I was in. And full disclosure, I was just at a drag brunch on a Sunday with a friend of mine, and it really gave me like happiness and life. And yes, I did have a cocktail, but I also am just feeling really, really good. And I think that's so important when you are having a hard time kind of getting out of a slump, getting out of this weird mini depression that I was in is finding things that make you smile. And I can't thank my neighbor enough for inviting me. And I'm really happy that I went. And just like I'm happy that I went to that, today is the day that I tell you all about my experience at 29029. And like moral of the story is get up and do the hard shit. Okay, that's the moral of the story, because when you do the hard shit, when you feel that pain and that stress and that work, it makes the outcome that much more rewarding. And that is the moral of 29029 is go through the pain of hiking a mountain multiple times and being cold and hungry and tired and really feel the effort that needs to go into doing something really fucking hard. But when you get to the top of that mountain, the feeling that you get is undescribable, especially after the first time, right? Anybody can hike a mountain once. Not everybody climbs a mountain, comes down and turns around and does it again. And that's what a lot of folks did at 29029 multiple times. Now, for my own experience, there were a lot of nerves and a lot of anticipation going into this event. I signed up for 29029 back almost a year ago. And at the time I was like, oh my God, this is such a great fitness goal. I'm not where I want to be physically. This will be a great motivation. I have a whole year to get into shape to Everest. And in order to Everest the mountain, the location that I was in, which was Whistler, uh, just about two hours north of Vancouver, Canada, you had to hike this trail that was four miles, 4,000 feet, elevation gain, eight times, right? Which is, again, a little bit over 29,029 feet of elevation gain, which is a lot. That's a lot. And I was like, you know what? I can do it. I have the time, I have the energy, I have the training plan. 29029 puts out a training plan for you. 
and I think I can do it. About three weeks after I signed up for this event, my uncle passed away. And my uncle was one of the most special human beings I've ever known in my life. He had this zest for life that was really unique to him and that you don't see in a lot of places. And I was, I was heartbroken. And it, it sunk me into this sadness that I hadn't felt with any other kind of death in my family, right? Um, I've been very, very lucky in my life that most of my family members have lived very long, very productive, very happy lives. Um, my grandparents lived into their late 80s, early 90s, and we haven't had a lot of kind of premature passings. And Uncle Tommy was the first. And it really jolted me. And the holidays I just spent on the couch. And I was just, I, I had a really hard time processing this grief of this person that I expected to be around for many, many, many years to come. And um, it was just really hard. And I didn't train. I didn't do anything. I ate like complete shit. I sat on the couch. Um, you know, we were still kind of in the throes of the pandemic and I used that as an excuse not to do anything. And so I didn't really snap out of it until early 2022. And what happened in early 2022, I decided to move to Indiana and that decision kind of snowballed into some other decisions where I ended a relationship, a five-year relationship. And then I was house hunting and then I was moving and I was moving from Seattle with all of these beautiful mountains I could train on to Indiana, which is one of the flattest states in the Republic. Right. And so I really made a lot of excuses and I really didn't train for 29029 the way that I thought I was going to when I clicked sign up. Right. And so when the weekend finally got here last week, I was really, really nervous. I knew that I wasn't in the physical shape that I needed to be to Everest. And I had kind of come to that conclusion and accepted that conclusion and was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my absolute best. That's all I can ask of myself is just let's be on the mountain for 36 hours and do as many laps as we can. And if that's two, if that's five, whatever it is, I'm going to be really happy with it because I'm here. And... So that's the mentality that I went in to the event with. And I'm really glad that I did because you can only expect your best out of yourself. Do not expect perfection. Perfection is this myth, right? No one is perfect. No one is going to climb a mountain eight times, hike 32 miles with 32,000 feet elevation gain and not break a sweat. No one does that. Everybody has their shit. Everybody has something that they're working through. And so do not expect perfect because you're not going to get perfect. And that translates into leadership, be it in your personal or professional life. You're not a perfect leader. I'm sure shit, not a perfect leader. I'm learning every single day. I'm in a new position that's challenging me every single day. And I can guarantee you, I have made 
more than a handful of incorrect decisions. That doesn't mean that I'm not doing my best, right? And that is the only expectation that you should hold yourself to is your best. And so when I got to the mountain and I got to Thursday, so the hike starts at 6 a.m. on Friday, goes until 6 p.m. on Saturday. On Thursday, you get to experience different guest speakers for motivation, eat a giant carb loaded meal, lots of pasta, meatballs, garlic bread, the works. It was delicious, I got to say. But one of the speakers really captured me. And his name is Colin O'Brady. And I'm going to link his Instagram in the show notes. But Colin is like a 10-time world record holder. He is kind of this extreme environment specialist. The guy has summited Mount Everest multiple times. He has rode the Drake Passage, which is in between South America and Antarctica, on a human-powered rowboat. Okay? This guy's like a different level of crazy, all right? He looks for uncomfortable environments and how to conquer them. And he is one of the owners and the founders of 29029. And something that he said really, really stuck with me. And it was along the lines of, you know, rate your day from a one to a 10. Most people live their lives between four and six every single day right? You know, you got a promotion that may push to a six or a seven. You got a bad performance review. Maybe that's a three or a four, but most people live their lives in the middle of that range. How do you get to a 10? How do you get to a 10? You get to a 10 by putting in the work and experiencing some ones, right? I experienced some ones on that mountain last weekend. I was fucking cold and wet and sweaty and tired and did not want to climb that mountain again and just felt awful. But you get down to the bottom of the mountain, you brand that first brand that your lap is over and you have so many people around you that are like, all right, let's go to for a second one that it's almost like you can't not go for your second one, right? And, and spoiler alert, I did only achieve two laps out of the eight. And, and I guess I shouldn't say only two laps. I achieved two laps out of the eight laps of 29029. I ended up with a really bad hip flexor injury that prevented me from moving forward. But coming down off that mountain off that first lap, it took me five hours to complete that first lap. You don't want to go back up again. Your legs are angry. You're brain is screaming at you to go home and lay down that you finally hike the mountain. You saw the top of it and that's enough. But this is where grit comes in. And we had a different speaker. His name is Jesse Eitzler. He's another one that I'm going to link for you. He talks a lot about grit and digging deep and having what it takes to get shit done and to empty your tank and that's what propelled me up the mountain for that second lap was, you know, what, what do I have still left in my tank? And I don't want to leave this mountain with regrets that I could have done another lap. 
And that's what got me that second lap. Took me seven hours, the second lap. Five hours the first lap, seven hours the second lap. I was not in physical condition to power up this mountain. I had no illusions that I was going to Everest and do all eight and 36 hours. But I did want to make sure that I left everything on that mountain. And halfway up that mountain, my hip flexor really started screaming at me. And 2,000 feet of climb, two miles of climb, where every step just brought more and more pain was enough. And I had to call it. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I left everything on that mountain and you are more capable than you know. And whether it is in a business setting where you're doubting your decision, you're doubting your presentation, your proposal, your life decision to choose this position that you're in, you are way more capable than you know. And my ask of you this week is to reflect on what you're actually capable of and then multiply it by like 20%. Because I think we all sell ourselves really, really short and there's a time and a place for making sure that you're humble and that you're accepting criticism where it's warranted, but also know that you're a fucking badass, right? And no one should be making you feel less than. There's a time and a place to accept criticism that doesn't make, mean that anybody has the right to make you feel less. And I felt like a complete like new person coming off that mountain and even cheering other people on. You know, I spent the rest of those 36 hours cheering people on at the summit. My best friend, Kelly, Everested. Congratulations to Kelly, my best friend from college who came with me. She did all eight laps. And if you watched my Instagram stories at leading like Erin, you, you saw that she got her red bib and she Everested. And it was amazing. And it was, I didn't have any regret or sadness or guilt because I didn't finish. All I had was pride and gratitude and excitement for those that did. And that's an amazing feeling. And, and that's pretty damn close to a 10. And so why are we all living our lives at a five? What, what is your Everest? You don't have to climb a mountain eight times. What, when you were 10 years old, what was your childhood dream? And this was Colin's message. What was your childhood dream? Think about it. And what steps can you take to achieve your childhood dream? Is it something physical like climbing Everest? Is it becoming an astronaut? Is it writing a book? What is it? You're never going to achieve that 10 of achieving your childhood dream without ones and twos of doubting yourself, of not being able to find an agent, of someone telling you no and shutting the door in your face. Those things are going to happen to you. But Colin's message was embrace it. Embrace the suck. Get excited about having a one kind of day because that means that your 10 is that much closer. And 
God, that hits so home to me. And on days when I'm struggling with work, with life, with all of these crazy things, with moving to a new city without really knowing anyone, I really think about that, that my tens are so, so freaking close. And putting in the work now is going to make those 10 days more frequent in the future. And I really encourage anybody that's listening to really think about what their Everest is. Because I am forever changed after this weekend. Forever changed. And there's something out there for you that's going to change your life too. And I encourage you to find it. And it doesn't have to be something physical. It could be something mental. It could be something in your relationship. Whatever it is, find it. Because it'll make you feel that much more fulfilled. And it's going to guide you for years to come. So 29029 for me was a lot of pain, a lot of sweat, a lot of cold, a lot of oranges and peanut butter and electrolytes that didn't taste super good. But I am so glad that I put myself through it. The question that I get and the question that I've gotten over the last couple of weeks is, am I going to do it again? Am I going to try to Everest? And it's funny because like leaving the event, I was like, no, I got it. I got what I needed out of this event. I loved this event, but I'm not sure that I, I want to do the same thing again. Here we are a week later. And just like Jesse Etzler predicted, I'm here going, maybe I do do it again. (laughs) So, so I'm not sure I'm waiting on the email that tickets are going to be available and, and maybe I'll make the choice at that point, but I don't know. I can't let it go. And I'm looking for my next, you know, big challenge. So maybe I will do it again. I'm not really sure, but I also want to shout out that 29029 isn't just an individual endurance event. It really is a community. You're with 250 people that are also batshit fucking crazy and signed up for this crazy thing with you. And the people that I met on the mountain are like friends for life, whether we ever speak again or not. Um, My first lap, I had the privilege of walking or hiking with coach Julie for half of the first lap. Uh, Julie is like an insane athlete and I'm hoping to get her on the show pretty soon. And she kind of got me through that first very emotional time during the hike. I was very emotional during 29029. I cried more times in like 36 hours than I do in like months in my normal life. And I think I was just processing, you know, the grief of not being able to talk to Uncle Tommy about my experiences and the struggle that I have moving, you know, across the country and dealing with a situation that I'm not necessarily familiar with. And she was there for all of that. And I was able to share that with her. And we got really kind of deep in a conversation and it made the hike go that much faster. And 
once I was able to part ways with her, I then found myself hiking with this couple, Casey and Kelly. Casey is a military veteran. He could run up that mountain eight times if I had to, but he was there for his wife, Kelly. And Kelly was moving at about the same pace that I was. And Casey was coaching her on how to use her poles correctly, how to step correctly, just telling her how good of a job that she was doing. And like, I got to tell you, like they were beautiful, beautiful humans. And I, I tease because Casey kept going, you know, you know what, sweetie, you're doing a great job. And sweetie, you've got to move your poles this way in order to get up easier. And sweetie, make sure that you're taking short steps, use your calves, use your glutes. Good job, sweetie. And I was teasing him that, you know, I know that I'm not your sweetie, but thank you for the coaching <laughs> because I was right there behind her. And it was funny because, you know, we parted ways after we summited that first lap and I ended up going on my second lap alone. And all I could hear in my head was Casey's voice going, all right, sweetie, this is where you're going to use long steps and you're going to dig into those poles. And I'm really grateful that I was able to tell him that when I saw him again after the event was over and we had our final dinner because both of those human beings are just absolutely wonderful people. And Kelly and Casey, if you're listening, thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your group. I absolutely loved it. And Casey is in the manufacturing industry. He's a supervisor. And he and I had a very, very fulfilling conversation about leadership. And I may actually invite him on the show because he has just such a wholesome and truthful opinion about what a good leader is. And it made me really think about what my personality as a leader is and what I want to be in the future. And it really was eye-opening. And so the, the people that you meet on the mountain, the people that you meet when you're trying to do the hard thing makes so much of a difference because they're like-minded. They're just as crazy as you are. And so if you're doing something that's insane, like writing a book, running a marathon, you know, chasing that dream of yours, make sure that you're finding the same people that are chasing the same thing that you are. And you're going to get so much experience and wisdom and knowledge out of it that it's, it's going to change your life. Just like 29029 changed mine. And that's my experience on the mountain. And so if you want to know more, if you want to know some actual details about how to sign up or anything that technical that happened during the mountain, let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram via at leading like her, and I'd be happy to share those with you. I'm going to share the link to 29029 in the show notes in case you want to sign up next year. But God, that was awesome. And yeah, you only live once. Live your life at a 10 as much as you can. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Have a good week. Thank you so much for growing with me at Leading Like Her. If you enjoyed the show, go tell a girlfriend about it. No, like seriously, like right now, go tell a girlfriend about it. And make sure to follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Leading Like Her. And remember, I'm rooting for us. Talk to you soon.